Hey, this is Lauren Reinley, editor of 30A.com. This week on 30A Radio, we got to sit down with Mark and Paige Snell. The home they are remodeling for themselves in Seagrove Beach will be featured in Coastal Living Magazine this fall. Welcome to Dawn Patrol, the 30A Morning Show. Good morning! Presented by 30A Cottages and Concierge. Yeah! (laughs) Online, 30acottages.com. Well, we're happy to be here today with Mark and Paige Snell, who have not only made a name for themselves on 30A, but have become the top leaders in their respected fields across the country. Mark has taken lessons learned from new urbanism on 30A to build similar cutting-edge communities in Texas, while Paige has become a leader in interior design, her work regularly featured in Better Homes and Gardens and Southern Living, and she has a new book, Tracery, the Art of Southern Design. So I'm um, happy to be here with you guys today. Um, I wanted to ask you, when did you guys move here and, and what brought you to the area? We moved here 12 years ago. 2004. Yeah, we moved here, um, yeah, 12 years ago. We always, I grew up an hour and a half north of here, so I spent many summer days down here on the beach on 30A, and I mean, we drove down and did day trips to the beach, and so I'd always wanted to live here, and then I moved to Atlanta after college, and I met Mark in Atlanta, and so I brought him down here for the first time to see 30A, I don't know what year that was. Probably about 2001. And um, from there, we just kind of made a list of places we wanted to move after Atlanta, and this was the top of our list, and we moved here in 2004 and made it happen. Why did you guys decide to stay in the area and, and um, base your work out of here, and what what, draw, what do you enjoy about living here? Well, one of the reasons we initially decided to come here was that it's it's really one of the, the design capitals, literally, of, of the United States, if not uh, beyond um, you know, from from my field of urban design, it's it's arguably one of the best experiments in urban design. This string of communities um, that that we have going in in the country, and so it was, uh, you know, and then for for Paige, obviously the 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 amazing collection of of homes and buildings that she can add her touch to. Um, you know, it, it's a place that everyone appreciates design, and it's a place that we knew would be. Uh, growing and becoming an even stronger place for us to practice our craft for really the rest of our careers. So, and it's turned out to largely be that way. Um, and we, so we remain very, very happy to be here on, on the design coast. And has it changed over the time since you've been here as far as design? And has it drawn more people that are doing that kind of work? Yeah, we, we've seen a growth in the design community while we were here. There are many architects and designers along 30A that have been here for years, even before us. But um, we've been here to seeing Rosemary Beach grow, Water Sound, um, Watercolor, some of those bigger communities. But then throughout all the communities, from Seagrove to through Blue Mountain and all of that, we've I've been a I've really worked in houses in almost every single community on 30A. So it's been fun to be part of it. I mean, some people don't like change, but I say embrace it and make it the best it can be. Yeah, it's been. Uh... It's been great to watch these communities grow, to be part of it, um, to you know, to play a role in, in making this place better. I always like to say about new urbanist communities that they're they're the very rare type of place that um, actually get better with time. Uh, you you know, and there are some there are some communities where you just hope nobody ever builds next to you, uh, but in a lot of these communities, you, the community actually just gets better when people show up because you have. Um, more amenities, more restaurants, more shops, more everything going on, more events. And uh, it's just more the life that you wanted. So more walkable. 
And, um, you know, we've seen that both in, in sort of the old urbanism of this area, right here where we are in Old Seagrove, as well as in the new communities. And so, um, speaking of that new ur- urbanism, um, I understand that you studied seaside and, and had studied new urbanism before you moved here. Um, how has that influenced your, your work? Well, it was an interest going, dating back to college. Uh, you know, the, the designers of, um, of Seaside, Duane Platers Iberg. Uh, I remember going to a charrette that they held out in Colorado where I was in school. And um, I had studied Seaside. And the, um, the ability to come to and, and live in and experience one of the real landmark places of new urbanism has been nothing but a benefit. Uh, I've gotten to know some of the people involved, uh, been able to see it at work every day, how it works, um, in and out, inside, outside, you name it. So it's been uh, it's been a wonderful for my understanding, and really developed what I do. I mean, I was doing some of this stuff before we moved, we ever moved here. I was, that's really where I was headed with this uh, long, long ago. But uh, it's really taken it to a new level. And, and when I went out on my own about um, eleven years ago now, I I was in a position to. Uh, uh, to, to really, you know, take what I learned here and, and apply it very directly, because now I'm designing places that are very, very similar to Seaside, Rosemary Beach, Watercolor, these sorts of places. And, and where are some of those communities located? Tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, I've, I've worked all over, uh, but in the last um, roughly 10 years, there's been a real concentration of them on the Texas coast. And uh, so the parallels to here are really pretty remarkable. Uh, the little town's called Port Aransas. It's just outside of Corpus Christi. And the first project I did there was called Cinnamon Shore. And Cinnamon Shore has, it, 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 it was a growing place. Uh, it, in fact, it had just started when the Great Recession hit. And it, unlike everything in the neighborhood, it, in, in that whole area, uh, it just kept chugging somehow, some way. And uh, so it came out on the other end uh, looking really good. And, and it, it really has sort of, in, in, a, in a vague way that um, Seaside did here, really changed the culture of that place. And all of a sudden, uh, people came in and, and instead of wanting to put up uh, lots of high-rise towers or some terrible development, they wanted to do more of what they saw at Cinnamon Shore. Uh, so the, and the good news is I ended up doing two more communities in that area. So uh, Cinnamon Shore, Palmia Beach, and now Sunflower Beach um, are all all within a few miles of each other, and they're all sort of in a string here. Not yeah, Plenty of differences to from here to, you know, uh, 30A to there, but uh, we're trying to create something really great out there, too. And um, you mentioned seeing the um, some of the new urbanist communities growing here and how they change over time and get better. Were there some lessons that you've seen, like seeing these communities as they've progressed that you might have taken in starting some new communities over there? Yeah, there, there, there are always lessons. You know, the the new urbanism is a is a... In a lot of ways, it's a we, we understand it's a way to create a walkable and a mixed use place. It's sort of sort of a shorthand for it, and it's just better ways to do that. Just trying to see about better ways to do it, and you're constantly mixing the needs of, for example, you know how to how to mix in cars. We're all driving cars. How to mix in cars with a walkable place, and seeing how some did it better than others. Um, I've seen 
something that I, you know, when I started my career, I didn't think were very positive, which would be um, streets that didn't have any cars on them. They were just pedestrian only. I've seen some really good examples of how to do it here, and it's given me more confidence to do something like that in my own work. And and really, the I would say other than that, it's the how the retail works, um, how to mix in the shops and the restaurants and the office and. Uh, and the, as I've seen them grow here, I've seen different styles, different ways to do it. And uh, so that's influenced very much how I do it in my own designs. And um, Paige, so how has um, 30A and living here and the sort of design of this area, how's that affected your work? Well, um, when I moved down here 11 and a half years ago, Tracery opened as a brand new shop and a design studio in Rosemary Beach on Main Street in Rosemary. And when I moved there, there were just a handful of shops, Gigi's, which is still there, Tracery, um, Shabby Slips, and Summer Kitchen are the only ones that are in the Rosemary Trading Company opened that year, too. And so we just had a handful of little stores. So I got to be part of this, the beginning of that in Rosemary Beach, when which now you show up and you, people think, wow, it's been there forever. But, I mean, not that many years ago, there was just us and... It was a very small community, so it really let me grow my own business. And Mark and I, when we were in Atlanta, we both worked for large corporate firms. And so this was a really step out when we moved here. We both started our own businesses, and we both owned small businesses. And um, so I've been able to really, starting with the shop and, par- and projects here along 30A, I've gone home with homeowners back to their their homes in Nashville, Atlanta, and all those places. I work with them here and then you know, I go back and do their permanent residence where they live most of the year when they're not on 30A. And so that's really been a great connection over all the years. And then also I have a lot of clients um, in many places across the country that they met me here first. They vacation here. So they've come here and then um, we've met here and then I go wherever they are. Well, so it's helped your business spread out beyond just this area. Yes, definitely. And you mentioned that you um, have been in like a lot of the big homes around here, I guess. What what is what do you bring to the homes, and what is your style? Well, I would say the first thing I do is I always sit down with the homeowner and I ask them, "How do you want to live? Like, what does the beach mean to you?" And I have recently finished a project in Alice Beach, which was a more formal residence, a more residence um, geared towards entertaining and um, clients and family coming over. And then I have done projects for. Th- with families down here, they're like, we want this the most casual beach house you've ever seen where the kids can be in their wet swimsuits on the sofa. And I really interview the clients for a long time and figure out what does the beach mean for them because it is different for everybody and how they, what they do when they're down here. I have clients that don't go to the beach. They look at the beach, they watch sunset on the beach, they don't actually go. Then I have clients that live down there and they're like, everything has to be sandproof and waterproof in their house. So I kind of embrace all of it and figure it out from there. And so um, you have a new book that came out, and how how's that experience been for you? It's been great. Um, it, it was released in April of this year, which was 2015, with Abrams Publishing out of New York City. So I worked with them for the year and a half before that, and then I worked in conjunction with um, Lynn Nesmith that also wrote the book 30A Style and Seaside Style that most people around here know. This is her fifth book she'd written, so she'd been through the process before and I hadn't. But we um, met with the people from Abrams over the phone and um, had conference calls. And then they said, we want to produce this book. And it features 
Several houses along 30A in Alice Beach, Rosemary, Seagrove, Blue Mountain. So you kind of get to see a little bit of 30A in this book that's now um, across the entire country. So you've taken some of the styles that you've used in the design in the homes here and used that in other homes across the country? Yes. Uh, I mean, I would definitely say that because like, there's, there's a home in there in Aspen, Colorado, but that family first met, they, their first introduction to me was coming in the, tr- the tracery shop in Rosemary Beach. So they love some of the, the feel of all of that, and we just translated it to what, what is Aspen. And so we're able to kind of do that for friends. It's, a, it's the same thing as here. It's a place for friends and family to come and gather and hang out. There they hang out in front of the fireplace and look at the mountains. Here we hang out and look at the beach. Cool. And, um, and so the, um, what have you uh, done some book like events or what have you yeah, done? Yeah, we've done lots of book signings. Um, the first couple we did here on 30A mm-hmm. in Alice Beach and in Rosemary Beach. And then I've also done one at Sundog Books. And then um, we've also High Point Market, which is the furniture market for interior designers. We were featured there in the spring, and I did a, um, a talk with about three or 400 designers and people that um, purchase for own furniture stores across the country. And then I have a, one coming up next week in Atlanta. So it's been a fun process. It's only been out for 10 weeks. Wow. So I'm just yeah. in the beginning of it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, um, also, tell us about, you guys are in the moving into a new home and you're remodeling a home that's here in Seagrove Beach, um, just down the street from the one that we're in now. Um, what, tell us a little bit about that project and, and why you guys wanted to do a remodel versus a build from the ground up. Um, we love a new project. People walk in our house that we're all sitting in right now while we're doing this interview and they walk in there and say, exactly why are you moving? And we, we agree with that. I mean, we love this house. I mean, we've had great times. We lived here almost eight years here in Seagrove Beach, and we love our neighborhood, but um, it's kind of part of the trade. We, we love what we do. We want to do it for ourselves, and so we found, actually, one of our friends is a real estate agent, and she came, and she, she's, a, she's a neighbor also, and she came and picked us up on her golf cart, and we rode around the neighborhood and looked at everything one afternoon, and we saw that house, and we're like, well, I wonder if we could fix it, and probably about six weeks later, four weeks later, I woke up one morning, I was like, Mark, I think I figured out how to fix the house. So then that's kind of how we went from there. And and Mark designed the addition and renovation and really figured out how we could take what was there and make it our own. It was it was really nice to um to have the ability again to take an old house uh and to make something new out of it. It's something we like to do. Uh, the house we're, that we're sitting in, our current house, uh, was once the minister's house in Point Washington for the, the United Methodist Church in Point Washington. And that was um, that was a fun project because we rolled it down the road in, in two halves. They cut it in half and rolled it down the road. And from there, it was really just a renovation project. And uh, so this one brings some new challenges. This is another old old beach house, but this is truly a beach house. This is one that's been here since 87. And uh, so we are doing an addition to it. And um, what we wanted to do, I mean, we, we're, we're fans of new construction too, but it's really nice, especially in a time of such change in a place like this right now, to keep a little bit of old Seagrove, um, even if we change it. And, um, but that's, that's part of what is great about a lot of uh, the great old places is they have these layers of history over time. And so you get to see... Um, uh, you know, remnants of the past continue on into the future and be take on new life. 
And that's what we really hope to do with this new one. Well, um, so doing a remodel, uh, what are some of the challenges that come along with that kind of project? I think the biggest thing with a remodel, and I did this with, with my career when, my, when I design and do remodels for people's houses here along the beach, you never know what you're going to find. You're going to like, oh, let's tear this wall out. And you tear the, you know, you take the sheetrock off and all of a sudden it's a whole new problem. Um, with our house now, one of the things that we didn't want in the house, and I think other people probably that looked at it beforehand didn't want, was that the ceilings in the kitchen were extremely low, like six foot eight. Um, Mark's six foot three, and he almost would hit his head going into the kitchen. And we wanted to take the ceiling out, but you buy it not knowing what's above the ceiling. And so there's some things like that that you just have to like trust your gut that you can take that ceiling out once you get started. And thank goodness we can. Um, one way or the other. Yeah, so um, some of it's a little bit of a risk because you go into a project like that and you don't know what's behind certain walls and doors and different things like that. And you just have to be ready to um, change direction and change a few things as you go. And um, unlike new construction, you can just say, this is what we want and this is how it's going to be in the end. Remodels, you have to be a little more flexible. We discovered that the, the beds upstairs were probably brought in during construction. Yes, you can't actually get them up the staircase the way the house wow. was. They had to cut them in half to get them back out. Wow. And so that was one of the fun finds yeah. <laughs> that you find out that the beds were actually built into the house. Do you guys in, enjoy that part of it, I guess? For us, I mean, I, I do. this is what I do every day. I mean, we, I'm constantly working on all, all, lots of projects all over you know, down here on 30A and then across the country. And so I'm always getting calls from contractors finding, you know, new, new, like little problems and issues. You just make them fun and figure out a way to make a change to make it work better for the house. It's actually fun for designers to have constraints. It it may sound crazy, but it, a a blank slate is often much, much, much harder and, and in a way less, less fun, less creative in the end. Uh, with with something that has quirks and constraints here, you, you really have to use your creativity. And, and in the end, I think sometimes it has a lot more character. I think people will see that mostly. One of the, the rooms I think is going to be really fun in the um, new house is the front sitting room, which was the living room, which has the fireplace in it. It was, it was just a little tiny living room, and we're going to do this kind of crazy colored, lacquered, turquoise room. It's going to be, I think that people are going to be surprised. I think, it, you know, if we're able to take some risk, I think, by the house having a little bit of beach funkiness to it. it. It makes it, it lends itself to that, which we enjoy. And so you guys work to, is this, you know, your own house that you live in and this project? Have you, do you guys work together on other projects as well? Yeah, we've worked together over time. Um, we've worked on a couple houses out in Cinnamon Shore, where Mark designed um, in Texas. And one of them is actually featured in my book. And we recently finished um, Cinnamon Shore's rental building and real estate office for people that are coming to visit there. We, we worked on those together also. And um, how do you guys work together? Do you have a style for working together? Do you have any tips for other couples who try to work together? It seems like it could be challenging, but also fun. And uh, How does it, it work for you guys? It's, it's fun. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how to describe it, except it's been pretty easy. Uh, we work together pretty well. I, I think I know when to trust her to go, you know, do her thing and uh, trust her judgment. Um, there, I think that's the same for me. Mark will say, this is the, with that, with the new house, with the new doors, and what is it? This is what I want to do. And I looked at it, 
I was like, I trust you. You know, I, I know his style and his taste and it's going to work in the end. Every once in a while, I see something that I, I, that I will, occasionally I will say, absolutely, I really, really don't want to do this. Like the other day when I said I wanted pink in the living room. Yeah, I'd rather not have pink in the living room. <laughs> but, um, but then there's, there's going to be a crazy wallpaper upstairs in the bathroom that I will see every day outside my office. And I'm trusting her on it. So that's, that's okay. That's, that's how we work. <laughs> so it works well, however you guys get it done. Well, and the home is going to be um, in the Coastal Living magazine, and it's also going to be open for tours. Um, yeah, um, it's, an, it's an idea house for Coastal Living magazine. This is the third idea house I've done. Um, the other previous tour with Southern Living, which is a sister company of Coastal Living. and um, One of which was in Cinnamon Shore. One of which was yeah. in Cinnamon Shore. And the other was in Sonoy, Georgia, which is just south of Atlanta that I've worked on previously. So I've never done one for myself. Um, but the way um, Idea Houses work is you work in conjunction with the magazine, with sponsors, and that uh, they have lined up to go with the homes. And so we're working with the sponsors on certain aspects of our house while still staying within our design. And then after we finish with the construction, which is artisan construction here in Seagrove, who's been building in Seagrove since the 80s and Seaside. So great. they've been wonderful. So they're over there putting it together right now. And once um, Artisan finishes up, we'll come in as tra- Tracery will come in and we'll install the house with all the new furnishings. And then it'll be shot for Coastal Living magazine. And then the next week is the party. And then it opens to the public for tours starting in October. And we're not, we haven't, we don't have the exact date yet, but it's early October and it'll be on It'll be published around the country, you know, when the dates exactly are. And then we'll have, we have three local charities we're going to work, work with that'll benefit from everybody touring the house. That's awesome. Well, we're, I got to see it today, and it's definitely a work in progress still, but I'm really excited to see it when it comes together. So thank you guys for talking with us. Oh, we enjoyed it. Thank, thank you. Dawn Patrol, presented by 38 Cottages and Concierge, with properties in Rosemary Beach, Seacrest, Seagrove, Seaside, and Watercolor. Unpack, relax, and forget where you're from. 38cottages.com. 30A Radio. Brought to you by The Growler Garage. With 40 craft beers on tap, just steps away from the beach. Located across from Ed Walleen Beach Access at the corner of 393 and 30A at Santa Rosa Beach. Grab a growler. GrowlerGarage38.com.